0: no pension plan no 401k none of that garbage that is so important to my parents uh that they tried to sell me on is that important to me to work at a job that i just freaking hate like oh i feel sorry for people who feel like they have to make that choice in their life but you have to know that there's a better way you just got to find it for yourself This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak
1: to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, have you been thinking about creating a freedom lifestyle by starting your own podcast? Well, lucky for you, I have created a new one-on-one podcasting program. From starting, branding, marketing, monetizing, and scaling, we cover it all. If you're interested, send me an email at hello at theoffbeatlife.com with the subject line podcast program to learn more. Again, email me at hello at theoffbeatlife.com with a subject line podcast program. I will see you there. On this week's episode, I'm super excited to speak with Kat and Renee, who are the hosts of the Dreams to Plans podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the creative and small business owner building, operating, managing, and running the day-to-day of a creative, small businesses are a lot of work for solo entrepreneurs to manage. But guess what? You don't have to do it alone. And that is exactly what Kat and Renee share on their show. So listen on to find out how Kat and Renee has helped others build successful creative online businesses. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited for my guests today. I have Renee and Kat. Hey ladies, how are you? Hi, how are you? Hey Debbie, thank you so much for
0: having us. We're
1: super pumped up. (laughs) So am I. I love talking to the both of you today because your story is really amazing and incredible. Can you take us through
2: that? Can you tell us why you both live an offbeat life? Renee, you wanna go first? Well, I'm your girlfriend Renee. The girlfriend you never thought you needed. And (laughs) you don't realize you need me in your life until you talk to me. And then you're like, where have you been my whole life? That's how I roll. So
0: (laughs) That's true. I will uh, attest to that, that Renee is exactly that person embodies her entire brand.
2: Yes, 100%. My business is helping small business owners. I have the Fresh Perspective online community where I help all small business owners get through the beginning stages by providing tools, knowledge, resource, and support.
0: And that is actually how I met Kat. Yeah. So Kat here, Um, I have a paper goods company where I design gorgeous and fierce, confident, a little edgy, somewhat inappropriate, but always very thoughtful and charming, stationary, and... I also have this aspect to my business where I teach other women who are looking to do exactly what I do and help them not make the same mistakes that I've made along the way and help them be successful. And Renee and I connected just randomly on one of my products that she enjoyed and wanted to possibly include in her subscription box. And uh, yeah, and then we're like, hey, we should start this podcast. And it Took a little bit to kind of get her to say yes, but... Yeah, I was like, I
2: hope you're going to tell him I turned you down like a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) No, you absolutely did. Well, I hunted Kat down. So I creeped until I found her. So shout out to Etsy because I went to Etsy and was like, I need to... My original plan was to feature Boss Babes every single month cuz my original business was called the Boss Babe Shirt Club and so I needed Boss Babes to feature every single month and I when I was launching I'm like, "Well, I don't even know if I'm going to have enough Boss Babes. Like, I got to go find some Boss Babes to feature cuz I really didn't know. Like, you know when you're launching a business, you're like, "Is this really going to work?" So I didn't know if I had anybody. So I go to Etsy and I creep and I'm like, I type in Boss Babe gifts and then <laughs> Kat shows up. So shout out to Kat for having good keyword SEO. Can we clap it up? Because <laughs> she came up and then I messaged her and was like, Hey, I really like your stuff because it was so cute. It was literally like my brand in stationery. Like it's so fun. It's so witty. It's like just the cutest ever. And she was like, Yeah, let's hop on a FaceTime. And I was like, boom, we are gonna be besties for life. So we did that. And then she asked me to, we I don't remember. Did I ask you asked me to be on your live, an Instagram live, I think, right?
0: Yes, because I was doing a lot of lives just with the pandemic. Sales were kind of slow. I'm like, I'm going to switch it up here and try something new in my business. And um, yeah, then I ran a lot of ideas to go live about, so I figured I would start featuring other women, and Renee was one of them.
2: Yeah, and I killed it, so I <laughs> came on.
0: Renee, so humble, <laughs> in case anyone hasn't noticed. crushed it.
2: And then, so my husband, my, he's like a good supporter. So he watched the live and was like, after the live, he goes, that was a really good conversation. You guys should probably do a podcast cat emailed or texts me about a podcast. And I'm like, nah, too much work. I'm out (laughs) going on. And then, so we just kind of parked it. And then I think my husband kept pushing me. So I messaged her again and I was like, all right, I'm in, let's do this. (laughs) And Kat was overjoyed. She hit
0: the ground running. She was so excited. She was like, Renee's gonna be in my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, long story short, Debbie, we just live an offbeat life, period, with our wacky personalities. And it just kind of overflows into our business. Uh-huh. I
1: love that. And there's so much excitement in both of your voices. So I can't even imagine what your audience feels like when you're listening to the both of you. <laughs> a lot of head shaking, a lot of head shaking,
0: <laughs> and eye rolling, so much eye rolling, a lot of
1: eye rolls. <laughs> This is incredible, though, because it takes a lot of energy to have a partnership with someone, right? Yeah. How did you both know that you are going to create a really good partnership for yourself and to have this strong connection? Because it's
0: it's a tough thing to to find the right person. Yeah, it's really hard. And I always say, man, if I had even just one more of me in my business, because for the most part, I'm a solo entrepreneur and I have assistants who help me in different aspects on my team. But if I could just have someone else who thought like me, who had the work ethic like me, who was a special unicorn in their own mind, like I kind of feel that I am with my business, Kitty Meow, um, that would be a really great fit. And I feel like Renee is that person for me. There are things that I excel in that I pick up the slack on as far as the podcast, the Dreams to Plans podcast. And there are things that she really excels at where she picks up the slack as far as YouTube and Pinterest and all the things that I'm not good at. And we both are true to our word. We When we say we're going to do something, we do it. And That in itself is what you need in a partner, is another hustler, someone who has that same energy but is different in complementing ways. Absolutely. And do you feel the same way, Renee? (laughs) Yeah, she's (laughs) blessed to have me. So (laughs) So
2: it's pretty much like, you know how when you meet somebody instantly, you get that vibe, right? So we have never actually met in person. So we'd probably kill each other. Like we've only met online and we FaceTime like 50 times a day and that's the only like real life connection we've ever had. And so when you meet somebody, even now, I mean, as you know, everybody meets everybody on the internet. That's like where all our besties are. I mean, Debbie, are you the same? Like besties yeah. on the internet? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, where before it would be weird. Like my mom still thinks it's weird. She's like, you have no friends. I'm like, yes, I do. They're just not here. (laughs) They're They're, just all over the country. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They're probably
2: like, are you sure those are not your imaginary friends? (laughs) Exactly. And me, I mean, that's not too far fetched. So it's just meeting her online and like we connected so quickly. And I knew that everything she was saying, she was like the yin to my yang. So I'm the seller and she's the builder in the relationship. Like I 100% believe this. Like every, I heard a podcast saying that every, you know, Relationship and business or personal has a builder and a seller. So the builder is like the thought leader, the strategist, the, you know, the planner, the executor. And then you have the seller who is the creative, the visionary, the, you know, go getter, the high energy that does all the creative work. So for me, I play that role because I literally plan nothing. So when we do a podcast, (laughs) Pat will have a full Google doc with her whole intro, her whole statement, her paragraph. And then it's like mine is blank. Like there's not one typed word on there.
0: (laughs) Oh, I do not roll like that at all. That just gives me super anxiety. I can't can't live that life.
1: Well, you know, the great thing about that is you both, as you were saying, you complement each other because if you were both similar, you would most likely kill each other. That's true. 100%.
2: I know, we were both like Google Dockers, and we were just both typing away. Like I'm going to say this at this time, and I'm going to say this at this time. It would not flow like the way we do because it's just this banter that goes back and forth. Because we just it's a conversation, which I think makes a great podcast and a good relationship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then when you both finally connected, right and. You said you haven't even met in person yet. How did you know that creating this podcast together and also aligning it with your business was going to help you grow and connect more with your audience
2: that way? Ooh, I'm going to say core values because everything goes back to your core values. If you do not know what you stand for and know what you believe in and what your business and you know brand, what your heartbeat is, it's it's a lot easier to... When you know those answers, it's a lot easier to bring people into your life, into your circle, into your business. Because if you stand for the same things, which me and Kat do, is we prov- our core values is hundred percent provide value always and serve our customers. And if she wasn't like that, our our brand and our business wouldn't align. So the fact that our core values are so ingrained in us and we stick by them so much, and they both match up, that's where the good relationship comes from. If our core values didn't match, it wouldn't be a good perfect. You know, relationship, I think.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, this podcast that we do together, while it's our thing, it's still complementary of our own individual businesses. And we use that as another outlet to, one, provide value to our customers in totally different ways and get new customers, but then to establish ourselves as authorities in our separate industries, right? Yeah.
1: I'm curious with with this, because this is really interesting. Usually when people have podcasts together, it's because they have a unified business, but you both still have a separate entity that you are both trying to build, right? How does that look like for you when you're doing the podcast and you're promoting it?
0: Let's see. Well, you know, my product or my business is very product-based focus. I sell stationery. I do coaching, but for the podcast, we are advertising it in a different way on a separate Instagram page, but then we very much bring in the opportunity to talk about the areas of our business where we feel we are experts in, which are totally different from each other. I mean, other people that we're trying to attract, mainly me for my coaching or even I sell to other small businesses my products because I sell a lot of wholesale That helps them as well as everyone else is trying to build their business, too. And they feel like they just need a friend who's gonna shoot straight with them on the good and the bad and the things you should do and not do. We never try to paint this picture that number one, we have all the answers, but we are always transparent to the fact that hey, we're in the trenches here with you. This is hard. And we know it's hard. These are some things that worked for us. This is what didn't work for us. And hopefully it can help you in your business journey as well. Well,
2: and there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like, what I like about us is that we have completely different perspectives and ways of running our businesses. And we have completely different perspectives as far as the way we do things. Like, we are totally opposite. So, you get both you know, perspectives in a podcast episode on, I think one of our, our podcast episodes was like, should you buy a course or should you Google it? And Kat is a total team course person that she just loves it. And she's been through it where I'm like, I'm a, I'm a Google everything. I'm a YouTube <laughs> everything. So it's like, you get to know people on different levels. Cause sometimes when you know, you're on Instagram or you're on social media, you feel like you're the, there's only one way to do things and people are doing it. They have it easier. They do it this way. So that must be the only way. And by hearing a couple of different people's you know, mindsets and way of doing things, it kind of helps break down that barrier and gives you a little bit of confidence, I think.
1: I love that. I really enjoy the fact that you both are still able to align those values that you have with your audience. And that's the best way to market yourself too, because it's really who you are. And that translates it into your audio, into your podcast. And also, this is why I love podcasting so much, because people really get to know you, they'll like you, they'll trust you, and you can get deeper into a subject more so than probably any other platforms and they can intake you anywhere, right? And you both still haven't even met each other in person yet. And you were able to build this up and to really create a community from this.
0: Oh yeah. We have a lot of fun. And Renee is, we give each other a hard time and she always is picking on me and I'm taking it like I'm this little sister in the group, but she's honestly one of my, my best friends, my best business friends. And That connection with somebody is important, so important to have, whether they are literally in the same room as you or across the country. You need those people who are going to lift you up in your business because sometimes the people who literally surround you physically, they just don't get it. And that's okay. But you need to seek out people who do get it.
2: And push you to be uncomfortable because I think a lot of people... Don't push you as far because they don't want to hurt your feelings or they don't want to, you know, overstep their boundaries. But when you have a friend that is in the business in, you know, with that business mindset, they're going to push you hard, whether you like it or not. Like Kat, I've like cursed her name after some of her feedback. And I thank her every day for it, but I hate her for it. You know what I mean? I'm like, ugh. But... You need somebody to push you and, you know, remind you to get out of your comfort zone consistently because it's so easy to sit back and be comfortable and coast. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. And also, when you are surrounding yourself with this type of community, it's nothing like you would – sometimes, most oftentimes with what you have right now. That's why online and meeting people like this is so crucial. And it's it's like unicorn friendships, right? If we didn't have the internet, I don't know if we would have all met each other, or even spoken to each other. So thank goodness for that. <laughs> exactly. So let's go back to both of your journeys when you first started your businesses, right? Some people don't stick with their day job or leave their day job or even go into a day job for so many different things, right? Whether it's they want more freedom to travel, whether it's to spend time with their family, whether it's to really just do whatever they want, right? A lot of us, it's all about freedom. What about the both of you? What does that look like to you? How did it go from going into this remote entrepreneurship for for the both of you?
0: Well, for me, I always knew that I wanted to be a graphic designer. I always knew that I had a passion for designing beautiful things. And when I graduated from college, I moved from the Chicagoland area to Las Vegas and worked at some pretty cool places doing nightlife advertising. And Quickly found that I just hated my life and was surrounded by people who weren't bringing. They were just bringing bad things to my life, and I don't put that on anyone else. Those are absolutely my choices. But I was just unhappy every day. I I remember being in an office where people didn't really talk to each other, and I didn't want to pass my boss's office to go to the bathroom. So I would try not to go to the bathroom all day long. Like I'm like, is this really my life? Is this what I'm choosing to do? And I just worked really hard to get to the point where I could leave and run my own business. And I have to be honest, now I work way more than I probably ever imagined I would. But I am so excited to get out of bed in the morning and work on things that bring me joy that I feel are making a difference in this world and that are valuable to me. It's like my dream that I'm building, not somebody else's. And for me, that's totally invaluable. And just even though I'm working way more hours, it's uh, it's a lot more enjoyable way to spend my life.
2: And I just hate working for people. So (laughs) mine was easy. I, in high school, I grew up with a single mom. So she worked, you know, the normal corporate nine to five, Monday through Friday. And I'm like, is this, I was in daycare, you know, after school. And I'm like, is this like, what I have to do, like where you don't have time off. You have to wait for a vacation. You get like three sick days or whatever. And I knew in high school, I'm like, I'm not going to live that life. That's, that just sounds like literally hell to me. So I went to school to be a cosmetologist, did hair for a couple years, spray tanning. I'm a people person, love doing that. So that was where I started to realize, like, I've always worked for myself. I never did the whole nine to five route. Cause I, like I said, don't like people telling me what to do. And eventually started the online thing when I became a stay at home mom. And it was like, I don't know any different. Like I don't know how to work in corporate. I don't know how to have a boss. I don't know how to do any of that. So this is my wheelhouse and I've just, I don't know any different. So it's just effortless for me. It's kind of interesting,
1: right? When you are in your day job and you're looking around, I don't know if either one of you, this has happened to you, but it has definitely happened to me. I looked around at my supervisors, the people that were above me, and I didn't want any of their lives. And... I was like, what am I doing? Why am I here? If I don't want that, then there's no reason for me to be here. I need to change things up because this is not the life I want for myself. So it's so funny that you're both in that mindset, too. And I think pretty much 100 percent of the people that I have interviewed have said a lot of similar things. It just wasn't for you. You knew it wasn't for you. It didn't give you life. You know, there's a lot of people that are happy with that and there's nothing wrong with it. But for those of us who have been there or just known from the beginning that it just wasn't the life we wanted to live. So there's definite alternatives to it. And you both have shown how it can work.
0: Well, yeah, the person on top is totally miserable why do you want to be like that person? Like, <laughs> what are you aspiring towards?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, if you even think about it like that, then it becomes so much clearer that you need to do something else for yourself.
2: Well, it goes with everything, too. It's like I say this with criticism, like, if I heard it as a quote or something, but if somebody's giving you criticism or advice and you wouldn't trade lives with them, then why are you listening? same with lifestyle. Like if you have a boss that's, you know, supposedly what you want to be and you don't even want their lifestyle, why would you ever do that?
1: It's kind of amazing. I know I'm still amazed sometimes with how long sometimes it takes for us to actually figure that out because we're so used to being told to just suck it up and stay there because this is how life should be, right? And It takes you a really long time to get out of that mindset and say to yourself, no, I shouldn't be freaking miserable every day. I should be doing something that I actually enjoy. I should be waking up excited about what I'm doing. And even if I'm working a lot, it's because I chose to do that, not because I'm forced to or I have to, but because I literally get up every single day. And that's the first thing that I think about. And
0: I'm excited to do it. Same. 100% agree. Totally agree. No pension plan, no 401k, (laughs) none of that garbage that is so important to my parents uh, that they tried to sell me on is that important to me to work at a job that I just freaking hate. Like, oh, I feel sorry for people who feel like they have to make that choice in their life, but you have to know that there's a better way. You just got to find it for yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we're here. So I'm glad that you guys are able to to talk about this. And hopefully, I'm sure you're going to help somebody out. <laughs> all right. So ladies, for each of your businesses, how did you land your first client?
0: Ooh, should I go first, Renee? Or do you want to yeah, go first? Go for it? Tell about your, uh, I already <laughs> go for it. <laughs> okay. I tell this story all the time because I'm so lame, but it's part of my brand story. So I had an Etsy shop and my stationery company is called Kitty Meow Boutique. There's no cats. I'm more of a dog person, but it's just this goofy nickname that I have for myself and this juxtaposition of fancy mixed with fun. But um, I had one baby shower invite in my Etsy shop and I had a customer who is now almost 10 years later was still one of my best customers who bought this design and then referred me to all of her friends and family who love to spend oodles and oodles of money on paper goods and custom designs, whether it's for their holiday cards or for weddings, baby showers, birthday parties, all of the things. And I don't even really do that much custom work anymore. My business is primarily wholesale, but just having that one customer who believed in me Made me feel like, okay, I'm worthy of this. I can get more customers. I can do more designs. I can do more things. And it just was a snowball effect from there. And my business is in a place that I never would have even imagined possible just a couple of years ago. And I'm super grateful for that one client. They always say the power of one, you don't always need a million. You just need that one to really get the ball rolling in your business.
2: And mine kind of evolved. It was starting, like I started with a boutique, an online boutique, and that that kind of was clothes and everything, and my one customer, I guess there were couples, many, whatever you want to say, kept telling me what they wanted, so they actually pushed me, because I had one shirt that said "Babe Support Babes on it, and it kept selling out. And I was like, well, why aren't you guys buying my dresses? My dresses are cute, this is cute. And everybody's like, nah, girl, we don't want your dresses, we just want this shirt. So that shirt kept selling out, and I realized... Listening to them, that was who my customer was. It was all, you know, women supporting women, small business owners, MLM, like the whole shebang. And that's what pushed me into designing my own shirts because I kept selling out of that one. And my market told me, you know, what they wanted from me. And it was good. It was a really cool lesson in listening to your audience instead of trying to sell something that you want to sell. Oh, girl, preach. I have been a victim Uh of that for a really long time. And when I finally figured that out, then everything changed. So yeah, you have to listen versus I always tell people, even small business owners, like in my, my community, they'll say, you know, I'm thinking of doing this. I'm thinking of doing this. And I'm like, well, did you do any market research? Did you ask your following? Because we tend to want to sell things that we think people want. And if you don't listen to people telling you what they want, Then you're gonna fall flat on your face. And that's okay. You're gonna learn because it's gonna, I mean, it cost me a lot of money to learn that lesson. So I'm gonna (laughs) tell you this for free because I had a lot of inventory sitting of all these cute dresses that nobody wanted. So (laughs) if you listen to your audience, they're gonna tell you what they want, but you have to be open enough and egoless to listen, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. You're speaking to me. (laughs) I told you I'm the girlfriend you never thought you needed. Right? Seriously. Oh
1: God, Renee. but it's it's so true. When okay, so for me, for example, when I I have programs right now that I literally created after I got clients. And it was because of market research. I actually went out and asked what they wanted and then they were like, I'll pay you for it. And I'm like, Great, I haven't even made it, but here you go. And before, like you were saying, I was creating stuff products nobody even wanted and i was like why is there no one wanting this and that was exactly it it's because you didn't actually ask them what they wanted so yes huge lesson cost me lots of money
2: too i'm with it i'm with you market will tell you what they want (laughs) they will tell you and it ain't gonna be cheap
1: (laughs) yeah so hopefully you hear this first before you go out there and start doing stuff that nobody wants right exactly all right, ladies. So let's fast forward to 30 to 40 years from now, and you're both looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave? And what do you both want to be remembered for?
0: Ooh, that's a that's a heavy one. I want to be remembered for being totally fabulous, fun, but at the same time, really kind and willing to share everything that I know because. In my industry, in the paper goods stationery industry, there's a lot of competition. I mean, realistically, in every industry, there's a lot of freaking competition, but there's more than enough room at the table for everyone to sit and be successful. And I truly believe that. You know, I've worked with coaches who say that, but they don't really believe it. And all it does is create this sort of Ugliness in an industry that should be so lighthearted and beautiful. And I don't want anyone who ever works with me to feel that I'm coaching them in a way that is one sided or selfish. Like I want to see people succeed. And as a creative community, just in general, if the person next to me succeeds, like we all succeed and we're all better together. And I want to be known for. Being that type of true and honest, just putting it all out there, vulnerable, all of the things type of person.
2: I'm going to probably have a monument in my front yard of me (laughs) (laughs) with a fountain coming out of it. You know, Um, I'm definitely the queen of having my own merchandise with my face on it that nobody asked for. But it's a way to Talk make about market
0: research and not doing <laughs> market research.
2: No one wants it, Renee. My fan <laughs> club wants it, even though not one of them asked for it. It's fine. <laughs> but I just want to be known to be the girlfriend you never – like the resource, the go-to girlfriend that got you out of your own way because if anybody can teach you that, it's me, is I dimmed my light for so long and I thought I wasn't good enough for so long and I let other people, you know – Shine brighter than me because I thought they had something I didn't and I think we all feel that way And I want to be the person that goes first and breaks down the barriers gets wounded gets hurt Gets freaking hit in the gut and i'll report back and say don't do this You know what I mean and just be real with you and tell you you have what it takes You just have to get out of your own way And obviously my hair is a good one too and my makeup. I do really good eyeliner So I would like to be known for everything and all the things you know (laughs) <laughs> Not as woo-woo as cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, I want a statue
1: of me, and that's my legacy. <laughs>
2: exactly. It's funny. And people are going to know that, that once you see the pose, you're going to be like, oh, that's my girlfriend Renee. Respect. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Debbie, you're laughing, but this woman is serious. That's why
1: it's so funny. I'm I'm sure. And I
2: will go visit it if I'm still here. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's going to be tacky and leopard and it's going to have glitter and lights and a shrine. It's fine. You know, it's just (laughs) just the way it is. You have to to toot your own horn. I'm telling you, friends. Like, nobody is going to toot your own horn. You got to do it yourself. Because if you don't think you're amazing, nobody else is going to think you're amazing.
0: That is true.
2: I second that. Yes. So you should actually create this before
1: 40 or 30 years from now. It should be sooner rather than later. So we could still be here to, to
2: I'm going to get it. trophies made. I'm just going to get trophies. <laughs> made. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get trophies because I have like a golden trophy is most extra. But I'm going to get one of me and then I'm going to hand those out to people when they get out of their own way. I'm going to be like, welcome. You crossed the barrier. You are now out of your own way. That's what it's going to be. That's going to be so much fun. I love that. Oh yeah, my gosh! We just not a new thing, and zero market research. Actually, you guys are my market research, and you proven that's two people that said it was a good idea. So that means I'm going to sell it. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, two people. Gosh. There you go. That's market research she's doing right now. So exactly. <laughs> if you're agreeing to what Renee is saying, then send her a message after you listen to this show and tell her you would like that as well. Yeah. It's <laughs> with, with, with toot, toot on
2: it. That's what it's going to say. Toot toot. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. You guys are so funny. All right. So, lastly, I have five fun questions for the both of you, and you have to answer it in one sentence. Are you both ready? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. First question. What's the worst food you've ever eaten and why? I'm a five-year-old. I like chicken
2: nuggets. <laughs> but but what's worse the food? worst Worst. Everything else.
0: <laughs> That's the Everything only thing she, she likes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm not prepared for these questions. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, worst food. Worst food. Pokey. I don't like poke. Poke. Pokey. Oh, is that that stick thing with the chocolate
1: or whatever on the end of it? Is that it? No.
0: No. Not, not even. even. Oh, no? <laughs> yeah, Debbie. You know what it is? Oh, oh it, you know what
1: it is. Is that it's, the the Japanese food with like it's it's like a salad with sushi in it? Is that what you're talking about? It's like a Hawaiian... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, kind of like okay. Fish. Oh, my but God. I, I love, love that. Sushi. Like, I love sushi. I just but you don't like, like poke? Okay. No. Sorry. They they have, like, the best poke in Las Vegas for some reason. I guess because there's a lot of Hawaiian people there. So maybe go to Hawaii or to Las Vegas to get it. I don't know where you are right now, but that's my oh, suggestion. I, I did
0: have it in <laughs> Hawaii. That's where I had you it. You didn't like, like it? No. No. And I love all types of food. I'm not like, I'm not Renee. I'm not like a chicken nugget kind of <laughs> stork. I love her answer. answers. Like, I only like chicken
1: nuggets. Everything else is the worst food I've ever eaten. <laughs> McDonald's only. Exactly. All right. So describe what your ideal day would look like.
0: Ooh, in the desert, 80 degrees with my boys. Uh, it, Am I wrong for saying I want to, like, work on my business all day? It makes me a horrible mom and wife. Of
2: course you would say that, Kat. Of course. <laughs>
0: hey,
1: that's your ideal day. Or we're not going to say anything. That's what you like to do. So that's what
2: you I'm like I'm all nickel ultra, cooler, ice down beers. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, all right. Kat. Thanks for throwing me under the bus on that one. <laughs> if
0: you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh. I invisible. Like, I just want to like magically snap my fingers and I'm like all ready for the day. It would be Is like considered a superpower. Yeah, It would be
1: like a filter, right? Or like just a yeah. button that you push.
0: I want to have a filter on me, like just <laughs> magically. That's amazing, Debbie. Please invent that. wouldn't be any more opposite? I want invisible superpowers. Like,
2: <laughs> you can call me a boy mom. I got like I'm thinking of all the Avengers superpowers right now. <laughs>
1: I'd be like, yes, I'm gonna be invisible. So why
2: I, I have laser eyeballs, you know.
1: <laughs> I love that. All right. What's the one thing that you wish you did sooner?
2: Oh, went for it. Go now. Like go, everything. Yes, say yes to everything.
0: Yeah, I wish I would have stopped being afraid of what other people thought of me a lot quicker. Cause it just holds you back and it's pointless.
1: Yeah, I feel like we have done that, especially when you're younger, you know, you care more about what other mm-hmm. people say. And I think once I hit 30,
2: I just didn't give a, you know. Oh my God, I was totally going to say that. Once you right? hit 30, it's like everybody can yeah, off.
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it's true. true. I, it's true. Once I hit 30, I was like, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I'm like, I'm not going to wear heels anymore. I'm not going to wear makeup anymore. <laughs> like, I don't care. But Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for being here. You're both so much fun to talk to, and your podcast is incredible because you're both amazing. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you?
2: Oh, my going cat! Thanks, friend. Um, <laughs> at to plans podcast on Instagram, and our website is Dreamstoplanspodcast.com. And I'm at my girlfriend Renee on everything, and Cat is at Kitty Meow Boutique on Instagram perfect
0: Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) thank you debbie you are just so fun and yeah we've had a lot of fun awesome thanks ladies we
1: can't wait to listen to your podcast as well thank you thank you I hope you enjoyed this interview with Kat and Renee. Make sure to visit TheOffBeatLife.com. Again, that's TheOffBeatLife.com to get the extended interview where they share how to stay true to your business mission and brand. Hey, friends, I know you love discovering new podcasts as much as I do. That's why I wanted to start sharing some of my favorite shows that I've been binging on. Today, I wanted to let you know about the Girl Gang podcast, which is hosted by Amanda Smith. Every week on the Girl Gang podcast, we hear from special guests and host Amanda Smith on building business, developing a meaningful and impactful life and female founder journeys. So make sure to visit DallasGirlGang.com to listen and to find more information. Again, that's DallasGirlGang.com. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.